Hi guys, welcome to the By Maddie Marie podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Marie, obviously. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Happy Taco Tuesday. I hope you're enjoying some freaking bomb-ass tacos, maybe with a margarita. Let's be real. Hopefully with a margarita. And I'm so glad that we're back together. Let's chat. This week's episode is personal. We're just digging right into me. So, you know, let's get started. Um, We're going to kick this off with why I'm 22 and divorced and everything I learned from that experience. So let's dive in because there's kind of a lot. Alrighty guys, if this is your first time hearing me talk about this, I am 22 and I recently just finalized my divorce. And we're going to deep dive into everything that I learned from leaving, from getting divorced, and being independent, which is kind of freaking hard. So let's kick it off with, I had to do a lot of growth. I had to let go of a lot of preconceived ideas, a lot of hopes for what my life would be like, right? No one goes into a marriage and is like, yeah, I'm going to be 22 and divorced, That sounds like fantastic. So I had to just kind of let go of things. And that's okay. You know? Whatever's meant to be will be. But growth is just uncomfy. You know? It's not always comfy to do the hard thing. It's not always comfy to do the easy thing. And I had to do a lot of hard things. And it was not fun. But I grew. I grew and I learned a lot. So, honestly, that's all that matters, and I will forever be grateful for the decisions that I made, for the outcomes, and for how I am right now. And we're going to deep dive more into the lessons that I learned leaving. So, the first thing that came to mind when I was planning this episode was that it's okay to be sad, because I was essentially sad the whole time I was married, which that sucks. But now the things that I'm sad about have changed and that's okay. That changes with growth. That changes as your life goes on. Things become irrelevant. Things become more prevalent and your feelings are going to adjust to match your situation. So it's okay to be sad because it will not be like that forever. You play an active role. You play the most prevalent active role in changing your life. You can literally do whatever you want. And that kind of hit me like a truck. So I did it and I left. And now even more than then, I can do whatever I want. And I can actively choose to make my life better or to fall into habits that will not make my life better. But it will not be like that forever. And that's simply something you have to accept. Unless you actively are choosing to repeat toxic habits 
you're going to get better. That's how it works. And one thing that I have had to truly focus so much energy into is being confident. Because my marriage stripped every ounce of confidence I had in my being. Literally, there was none left. It was like negative amounts of confidence at that point. And yeah, but you can fake it till you make it. And that's just kind of how we roll now. Because if you want to be confident, you're just going to have to act confident. You're going to have to choose to be confident. And once you choose it, you are. That's it. It's that easy. Once you choose to be confident, you are. And that's a big deal, dude. Just do it. Just full send confidence, okay? If you take anything from this episode, I hope it's that. Because you're dope as fuck. And you can be cool, okay? And you're confident. Because you're choosing to be. Anyways, the next lesson that's hard for me to articulate, but it was truly crucial, is don't downplay your circumstances to match the sadness or loss that you're feeling. Because, let me put it this way, I have never been happier. However, I have a lot to mourn. But there's no reason to downplay the fact that I am independently supporting myself and my daughter just because I have things to be sad about. It's okay to be proud of yourself. You kind of need to be because you're the only person that's literally always there for you. And there's no reason. There's no reason to be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm supporting myself, but, like, I should be so sad. I should be crying. No, dude. You can be sad. That's fine. But you're badass. And accept it. There's no reason to downplay your circumstances just because you're feeling a certain way. I hope that made sense because I've rewritten that, like, 40 times. And that's the best way I could figure out how to spit it out. So... Next thing that I learned is be honest about how you contribute to your own suffering. And with that, you need to observe and actually make changes. Put some action behind it. Because you're in full control of yourself. You can't control shit that other people do. But you can 100% control your actions and reactions and feelings and behaviors. There's absolutely no reason for you to blame people. Take responsibility for everything. I chose to stay in marriage that I was unhappy in. That's 100% my fault. And it was easy to change. That's a lie. It was not easy to change, but it was possible to change. And I feel like that's a serious issue with the current culture of dating and marriage. There's, it's always a blame game. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit whose fault what is? Some things, obviously, yeah, people make bad decisions and that can cause a ripple effect on everyone around them. I understand that concept. But if we're talking strictly like 
you're unhappy, but the situation can change if you do something about it. Like, you need to wake up and you need to realize, oh, shit, like, I might be part of the problem. And if I do this, my outcome will be different and maybe I'll be happier. So you need to be honest. You need to look in the mirror and you need to lay out what you're having issues with and actually pinpoint how you yourself are contributing to that because 100% you're contributing to that, whether you're going to admit it to yourself or not. And what you focus on is what you manifest. Listen, I've talked about manifesting before. Big believer in it. Will you speak into the universe? You speak into existence. It's possible now because you have that idea and it's now going to run away with it, right? So what you focus on, even if you're not speaking it, what you focus on, you manifest. And that like dives way deep into your thoughts, Because what you think becomes what you do, and what you do becomes whether you're successful or not, whether you're happy or not. So if you're focusing on how shitty your situation is, which trust me, I did that for three years, and it got me nowhere other than more sad. And you have the choice to just change what you're thinking about. You can change your perspective on the situation if you don't want to change the situation, And choose to look at it different. Because there's always a million different angles you can analyze something. But if you do actually want to put in the work and do something about it, then focus on something different. Change your thoughts. Start with your thoughts because nothing else is going to change if your thoughts stay the same. And next thing that I learned is you got to learn how to control all your emotions and your impulses. Feelings are not a choice. But your behaviors and your actions based off of your feelings are 100% conscious decisions you make. Whether it's like ingrained in your brain to react a certain way, you chose it enough times that now that's how you react. And some things don't deserve your energy. Simply, some things are not worth your time. They're not worth your thoughts. They're not worth your energy. They're not worth focusing on so controlling your emotions and your impulses is crucial to changing how your life works because if you're going to continue reacting in a toxic negative way you're going to continue to get toxic and negative resolutions and products are going to stay the same um one of the hardest pills to swallow was you need to have some freaking boundaries. Boundaries are crazy, dude. I effectively had none for myself when I was married. Everything I did was to make things easier so that we could all pretend to be happier. Let's be real. And boundaries, now, learning to set boundaries is crazy. Learning to set them as an adult is probably the hardest shit you're going to do. But they're so important. And if you're going to allow someone's presence to change your boundaries, that's a negative. Don't do it. That's stupid. Trust me. That's stupid. Your boundaries should be set. And if someone respects you, they're going to respect your boundaries. If they don't respect you, then you should adjust 
your life to their absence because it's not worth lowering your standards. It's not worth changing your boundaries to make someone else comfortable when you know for 100% certain that the boundaries you set were to protect yourself, which is number one priority. Why would you change it? But trust me, I know that's easier said than done because I lived it. And now I have to learn how to set boundaries as an adult, which is ass. But we're going to do it because boundaries are crucial. Don't lower your standards. Set your standards fucking high and create boundaries around them so that you can protect your peace and be happy because there's no reason to not be. Be fucking for real. And moving on. Pay attention to who's in your corner and who's not. Who's cheering for you when you're up? Who's cheering for you when you're down? Where's the lack of cheering when you're up? Because why are you surrounding yourself with those people? Truly. What's the point? What was the reason? I don't know. Honestly, there's no reason to surround yourself with people who don't actually care about your well-being. Like, truly. There is absolutely, let me say that again, there's absolutely no reason to surround yourself with people who don't care about your well-being. Trust me, not worth it. It's literally a black hole of negativity, never-ending. So surround yourself with positive people. Surround yourself with people who check on you, who clap for you when you're having a good-ass day, and who help you when you're not. Because life is too short. Life is too short to surround yourself around shitty people, okay? Anyways, I, moving on, I was a chronic worrier, overthinker. Um, like, it affected everything I did. And I think that stemmed back to literally having no self-worth, no self-esteem, because I was essentially codependent on someone else's mm, shitty opinion of me. And my overthinking literally ruined so many experiences for me. I was not allowed to be proud of myself. I was not allowed to express that I was happy about something I did. And that led me to worrying about every single thing I did, every single thing I said, every single thing that everyone else did around me. And this leads me back to you literally cannot control what a single other person says, thinks, or does. No matter how much ass kissing you do, uh, they could still think you're shitty. Okay? Let me tell ya. You cannot, this is a big deal. You cannot give someone more of what they already do not appreciate and expect them to love you more and expect them to respect you more. They already don't appreciate it, dude. What is gonna happen when you do it again and you're disappointed again and again and again because you're putting in 2,000% effort and they don't appreciate it? 
it's not worth it. And once that hit me, I kind of understood that there's no point to overthink literally anything. Why are you doing that? Why are you wasting your energy? Here's how I break it down. If I am depressed about something, if I'm sad about something, depressed is kind of a strong word. If I'm sad about something, I'm thinking about the past, which is stupid. What's happened has happened. Own up to it. Move on. Get better. And if you don't want to get better, wallow in your self-pity. I don't know, dude. Why are you listening to this if you don't want to improve? I couldn't tell you. And if you're anxious, you're thinking about the future, which literally, dude, what you're doing right now is going to affect the future. So stop worrying about the future and just live your freaking life, okay? There's no reason you should be worrying about what's going to happen in 20 years from now, which literally is what I was doing. How pathetic, dude. I could not even live my current day and focus on being present because I was worried about what was going to happen, not even with me. I was worried about someone else 20 years from now. Absolutely stupid. There is nothing worse than not being present in your life. Life is meant to be lived. Life is freaking short. Okay, stop worrying. And trust me, I literally, it was like chronic overthinking. And you just have to tell yourself to get over it. I'm sorry. That might be like the worst way to put it. And I understand some things might be worth worrying about. If you're going to put action behind it now, right now in the present time. But that's big. That takes a lot of stress off your plate to stop worrying. Takes a lot of anxiety out of your life. So if you can help it, just be present. Just focus on right now. What are you doing right now to fix what you're freaking anxious about? Because if you're not doing anything, why are you anxious? Because you're not going to do anything about it. And if you are doing something, why are you anxious? Because you're literally doing something to fix it. Anyways, I could talk about that all day. But I've already touched on this. The last thing that I learned is you cannot control anyone. You cannot control their perception of you. You cannot control their actions. You cannot control their reactions to your behavior. You cannot control their thoughts or opinions. And it's literally a waste of time to try. Stop kissing people's asses. Stop being a people pleaser because the only person you should care about making happy is yourself. Because that's the only person you can make happy. Which might sound really shitty. People might be happy with you, but the only person you can actively control happiness with is yourself. So you need to dial in your reactions to other people's actions and stop trying to hyperanalyze everything. Stop trying to impress every person you see. Stop caring about what people think of you. You should just do what you want to do as long as you're a good person, okay? Just focus on being good. Just focus on being happy and do you. There's no reason to stew on what someone thinks of you waste of time people have like you don't like everyone why do you need everyone to like you 
a waste of time. Okay, let's get that in our brains. You can only control your reactions, your actions and your behaviors. So stop caring what everyone else thinks and does and is, okay? Everyone's their own person, leave it at that. Okay, we're gonna dive into some of the things that I forced myself to do and actually like create into fruition based off the lessons we just went over. Because lessons are lessons, right? But growth doesn't happen until you're uncomfy and doing shit about it. And let me tell you, the first thing that I did this year, the literal first thing on my New Year's resolutions list was to stop listening to depressing music. Okay? The shit you consume has a direct impact on your self-esteem and the thoughts that you have. Because you're literally listening or reading or seeing this content that is designed to curate a specific emotion. And trust me, I was listening to the most depressing shit. It's embarrassing. Why was I doing that to myself? And how did I not see? Girl, maybe if you stop listening to depressing ass music, you could focus on being happier. Duh. So that was the first thing. Obviously, that's curated towards music because I listen to music a lot. And so that was a big part of the content I consume. But that also dials into like, what are you looking at on social media? And TikTok is all the shit for sure. Love TikTok. But you can go down some crazy ass rabbit holes. And then your whole freaking for you page the next time you log in is going to be that rabbit hole. So being careful with what you hyper-focus on on social media, who you follow, what content you're consuming, that has a direct correlation to your attitude, has a direct correlation to your feelings, because it's literally designed to trigger certain feelings. It triggers certain chemicals in your brain that are going to make you feel certain ways. That's why your attention span is two seconds long, because you're on TikTok all day watching two second long videos. So change the content you listen to. Go search up a happy ass playlist and turn it on, get your shit done and see if that's any different than listening to your sad breakup songs. Because let me tell you, firsthand experience, it is, it's different. Which is weird, but it's true. Music is kind of like, Music has a big impact on you. It's in everything. And it affects everything. People use music to literally display and create things. So if you're consuming that, why would you consume negative? Negative music, negative lyrics. There's no point. So that was one of my New Year's resolutions, which I'm happy to say is going quite well. We listen to music all day here because dance parties are a frequent happening at our house and it's not very fun to dance to like sad music so we're listening to some fun shit try it sometime the next thing that i did was i kind of buckled down on my reading i love to read but the books i was reading were sad (laughs) 
this is so pathetic, dude. Literally, I, I mean, my favorite type of book is sad teenage romance. Obviously. It's like rom-com in book form. What can go wrong? A lot, let me tell you. Uh, because it was sad. So, I just immediately switched to a lot of self-help books. I'll drop some of my favorites in the description. But, that's crazy. I know, like, motivation, motivating books are not everyone's cup of tea. But, you know, sometimes they do the damn job. And it kind of kicked my ass in gear. Helped me recognize things that I could change. Because you can't, like, think of every possible solution. You may think you can, but you likely cannot. But other people have literally written ideas for you. So go Google a book, buy it, and read it. Because the content you consume, again, this is also in book form, has a lot to do with your daily life. Your routines, your thoughts, your patterns, your actions. And I just personally love to read. So that's a form that I enjoy consuming. The next thing, which honestly, this is just kind of happened at the beginning as well. But I had to be very intentional with the thoughts and words that I spoke to myself in my brain and out loud. Because the words that were spoken when I was married were not nice to me. And I believed it. So that became my thoughts, which was not nice to me. My own thoughts were being mean. I was my own bully, which is stupid. I should be, like, my biggest supporter, right? You should love yourself, okay? So changing and being intentional with your thoughts and words is crazy when it comes to the impact of how you feel. And, you know, there's still off days. There's still days where I do not want to be nice to myself. But if you can power through, I have a reminder set on my phone that says, you're fucking awesome. Goes off at 6 a.m. every day. And I don't clear it until the end of the day because some days I need it. And it's always on my notification screen. You're fucking awesome. Some days I don't need it. Other days I look at my home screen 20,000 times a day because I need that little boost because I feel shitty. And that is fine. But figure out ways that works to actually trigger positive, intentional thoughts and conversations that you're having with yourself and other people. Because there's no reason you should be negative. One thing that is like the most cliche thing you're ever going to hear, you never know when your last interaction with someone could be, or you never know how your interaction with someone could impact their literal entire life. So why are you going to be rude? Why are you going to be negative? That's like a low blow. That's not worth it. And that's something that has been very hard. It's not easy. Okay? It's not easy to freaking rewire your thought process. But if you want to actually change things, that's like kind of what you have to do. Um, but the last thing that I have weaseled into my daily routine, if you will, is not worrying. I already touched on how I literally was like chronic overthinker. 
I don't think you, like, I don't think I'm adequately describing it. Literally, I had crippling anxiety over these, like, stupid random-ass thoughts because I was overthinking them. And so now, I'm choosing to not. Maddie, that's hard. Dude, I know. But, like, once you do it enough, it's not that hard. You don't have to worry about everything. Things are going to work out. And if they don't, it's not done yet. That's, like, my life motto at this point. There's no point in worrying about anything. And something you need to realize is when you apply all this to your life, mm, shit might hit the fan. It might be ugly. You might hate it. But if you're actively being honest, if you're actively working on being a better person, it's for the better. And you're allowed to change what it costs to access you. That comes with setting boundaries. That comes with not lowering your standards and actually following through with the promises you make yourself. That's huge. If you can't even keep your own promises, one, you can't trust other people to keep theirs, but you also can't trust yourself to keep yours for other people. And you're just allowed to stop participating in negative and shitty situations. Stop putting yourself in a situation that's gonna not benefit you. There's no reason to do that. There's like this issue with being the main character. Literally, it's your life. What do you mean I'm not the main character? Uh, why am I not the star of my own life? Get it together. Okay, start acting like the main character. Who gives a shit? Honestly, people don't pay that close attention to you. Like, just do what you want. And you're allowed to change who gets to see it. Because that just comes with growth. Losing people and gaining people is a common pattern of life. It's normal. It's natural. It's how things are supposed to go. And the last thing I'm going to say, you cannot find a life worth living by avoiding life. Which I isolated myself. Not necessarily 100% by choice, but because of the situation, I was isolated. Okay? That's a simple fact. And there's no reason you should isolate yourself. Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing isolated? Alone. Nothing. You cannot avoid life forever. If you're avoiding life right now, look yourself in the mirror, put on your big girl panties, and just fucking face it headstrong, dude. There's literally no way else to do life. No one knows what they're doing. Yeah, you could run right into a fire. There's probably an extinguisher on the wall. You'll be okay. We can do it together. You're not going to find anything worth it in life by avoiding living it. Life is meant to be lived. And that is the biggest thing that I've learned from my newfound freedom. There's no reason to not live life. So I hope that there was something beneficial in this absolute rant of an episode. Sorry for my tangents every 12 seconds. 
but I'm glad we got to the end of it. I hope there was something helpful. I hope you can take some of the lessons I've learned and not have to learn them the hard way because that's not very fun. And I will see you next Taco Tuesday. Enjoy a margarita. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for more of the By Maddie Marie podcast. As always, please drop a five-star review and all my socials and my blog are linked in the description. I'll talk to you guys next week and have the best Taco Tuesday.